All right, welcome back, guys. Uh, this is Clone Wars Commentary with Cheyenne. Uh, I am recording by myself today, which, again, will be the per usual. Um, but we are on episode seven. Uh, I'm going to give something a little bit more of a try so that maybe I can talk a little bit more during the episodes. And I want to try reviewing this as if I were, like, reviewing my movies. So, like, when I go see a new movie... Um, recently, for instance, I went and saw Aquaman. I try to take notes in the theater as easily as possible. It's not super easy, um, but I'm super forgetful. So I try to take the notes, um, and then come home and write, type them out immediately, add a little bit more detail to them. But so then I'm not held to writing it right then and there, especially if I go see like a 10 o'clock showing. Um, but obviously for these, I don't need the notes because I'm watching it with you all and then just providing that commentary as we go along. I just want to provide like a bigger perspective, I guess, um, or I guess more categories would be the best way to describe it. So like as things are happening, um, we can talk about characters, but we always will save the character dissection for a specific character at the end. Um, but also even just the animation itself because i know that's a really big topic in the star wars community um what people prefer in animation why one animation is better than the other um what about the animation makes it better because like we as fans we don't sit in our room and animate i mean like there's a ton of really great artists out there and really great animators but like we are not lucasfilm animators getting paid to make this stuff where like millions and millions of people are consuming our content so for us to judge animation in and of itself is already, like, we already put ourselves on a pedestal because we are the reason that they're even making any content at all. So I think that we have every right to talk about it and why we prefer it. And I'm going to, I'm very, like, I'm a positive side, what I consider a positive side of Star Wars fandom. I think that I get more of the positive than I see, or than, like, I hear about. I definitely hear more about the negative, and I've seen it before. Um, but I try to continue to focus positive light on Star Wars, um, because that's why we're all here. We all fell in love with it one way or another. Um, so when I review things, it's definitely going to be more like, oh, I really like this about it. Mm, this might not be so great. Um, but I in no way am meaning to tear anybody down. So if you are or you know Lucasfilm animators or any animators... Please don't take me super seriously. I'm just here to talk Star Wars with you guys. Um, like I said, we're on episode seven, so we'll get started in just a second. Let me see. All right. All right, as per usual, here's our quote. It says, you hold on to friends by keeping your heart a little softer than your head. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, because if you're stubborn, like people are a lot less likely to stick around if you're just annoying the living daylights out of them, which usually comes from your head. Like your head is what tells you things are going crazy. Like it's like it's a very like large focal point for anxiety um, and different things while like your heart is usually telling you what you are truly feeling. Um, keep your heart a little softer than your head. Um, but at the same time, like, this is going to sound very bad, and I don't want it to sound very bad, but, like, don't 
hold on to friends that you don't need to hold on to. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's just kind of like what my, my brain immediately told me as I was reading this was like, yeah, but also like if your friends aren't sticking around because you like put a wall up around your heart, then maybe they aren't super great friends because they aren't even realizing that that's what's going on. Again, reading way into these quotes, <laughs> don't need to, but I'm gonna, um, but we'll move on. So the title of this episode is called Duel of the Droids. Self-explanatory, but we're going to watch it anyways. And Hopefully I can give you guys some good content. Missing in action. Anakin Skywalker's heroic droid navigator, R2-D2. Oh, I do remember this episode. When a desperate search fails to locate R2. Frickin' Goldie. Hey, Goldie. R3-S6. R3-S6. dangerous new mission to find a secret enemy listening post. Meanwhile, R2-D2 has fallen into the hands of a vile droid smuggler okay. and is on his way to General Grievous, who will surely plunder the Republic secrets hidden within him. Plunder the Republic secrets. Well, all right. I do love, that's something I definitely enjoy, is Star Wars vocabulary. I feel like that doesn't get talked about a lot, actually, and that's a really good blog topic. Wow. Um, but, like... Even this guy, this uh, droid smuggler, ran, tra- Randoshan, Trandoshan, Trandoshan, it's like, I prefer, like, all these, and he's, like, twiddling his fingers together, and it's just really funny to, like, see the mannerisms of different beings, especially, like, for him, he's a droid smuggler, he looks like he got his face smashed in at some point, and you don't see Trandoshans that look like that. Usually you see them, like, bosk, or, like, they live on their planet and they hunt, and all sorts of things. What's happening? I'm oh. receiving a strange transmission. I-, I can't seem to make it out, though. Lose the volume, Goldie. No! You're losing it! That's R2! Uh, that doesn't sound like R2. Ahsoka, what do you know? Yeah, literally Anakin's had him his whole life. R2 knows he's worth the trouble. (laughs) Which is also why he's sad, because he does not want to get taken apart. We have a lock on the droid's location, sir. Prepare to jump to those coordinates. Yes, sir. Hold on, R2. I also really love... I haven't talked about this before, I don't think. I also really love um, the clones' voices. I don't know who actually did the clone voices. I'm alright. Could you lower your shields? Clone Trooper... D. Bradley Baker. Okay, I definitely did know that. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. So he's did American Dad. You know, like him and like Seth MacFarlane and all those other people that... Seth Green, I think, do really good voice acting. This is the droid those Jedi came looking for, General. What secrets do you carry, my little friend? <laughs> 
AKA, nothing for you, is really what he was trying to say. Right away, Contact Obi-Wan. Stubby, scramble secret code set 1477. I don't want that station to pick this up. Anika, Master, I believe we found your separatist listening post. Excellent work. Back up and wait. I'll send two main lines. Honestly, sometimes I forget that we're focusing on separatist stuff. Like, I forget that the Empire doesn't exist yet because my brain is just so stuck on it. And obviously that's literally the whole point of the series is that the Empire's not revealed itself yet. I could rescue R2. No, this is not a rescue mission. Listen, Obi-Wan. Okay, guys, literally, this is why I'm doing this podcast, because I already forgot what freaking system we're in. I, like, saw this, like, orange planet with what looked like lightning all over it, or not all over it, but, like, happening, and I was like, oh, where are we? And I'm, I guarantee they just said it, and I wasn't paying attention. Ooh, something else I never noticed, because I've always been, like, really focused on what's ha like the ship itself right now is flying and it's cool but i was looking just now in the background it looks almost like oh god i don't even know how to describe that not watercolor but basically it looks like this is gonna sound so dumb now that i'm thinking about it because animation is literally like a drawing done on a drawing and then it can be like drawn into the computer and then put into action like moved movable but the the sky the space background almost looks like it was like color just with like blurry like a blurry crayon that is the worst way ever to describe it but it's like it's really pretty if i saw it in a painting i would buy it basically and it flows really well with the action part of the animation like ahsoka the clones and anakin it all flows really well because I obviously never noticed it before until I really looked at the background. <laughs> Poor droid just wanted his servo motors adjusted. <laughs> okay. He has Rex with him. Right? So there's Anakin. It's gonna go find R2. And then he's got Rex, and then one, two, three. Three or four other clones? It appears this droid's mission memory has never been erased. 
It contains every republic formation and strategy they have. Good work. You certainly earned your fee this time. More than my fee. This droid is worth more. I get paid. Now I suggest. I truly don't understand why. Um, like droid smugglers and bad guys of that sort even think that they can get away with being like, yeah, I deserve more money from people like Grievous, who you know is gonna kill you if you look at him funny. Like, why do people think about, don't think about those things? I don't get it. Okay, continuity error number one. <laughs> his little, his like eye socket was out, and Grievous said, Be- I won't let anything happen to you. And then it like panned up, and it was back in place. And then when Grievous came forward, it was out of place again. Unless it's just me, and I was looking at it wrong. This could take a while to bypass. Good luck with that. Go ahead, Goldie. Make me proud. Oh my god. I just really... I'm usually a very optimistic person. And Ahsoka right now being really optimistic about Goldie is irritating me. How does she, like, not care that he's made so many mistakes? Hurry up, Goldie. And I just like, yeah, how do you not realize that your droid is a bad droid? Whether or not she even, like, even acknowledging the fact that maybe he could be sabotaging them, because, like, if they were doing that, I'm sure I'd be like, wow, why are they so pessimistic? (laughs) But just the sheer fact of, like, okay, maybe he's not sabotaging you, but he's not a great droid, so, like, if he can hotwire it, he should have been hotwiring it the moment they heard footsteps. And he wasn't opening the door because R2 would have opened the door the second you asked him to. God, I forgot they haven't met yet. Wow. I mean, okay, that's definitely something that went, I don't want to say unacknowledged, but like Ahsoka definitely jumped right into the role of being a quote unquote general. And I think that says a lot to her abilities as a Jedi. Because. Like, while she's trash-talking, because she's a youngin', (laughs) it's just, 
nice to see that she, like, tried to jump into the leadership role. She definitely, obviously, was nervous in the beginning. We all witnessed that. But, I mean, it only took her a few episodes, so a few little adventures to confirm that she can do this. She can be confident, which is, like, it's important in general for a Jedi and for the missions that they go on, especially when she has to lead, like, a little group of clones. Um, because they have to trust her, and obviously, like, in the beginning, they had the whole discussion of, oh, well, like, she's my boss, like, I have more experience, I should be the boss, so while that's not incorrect, it's also a matter of, like, respecting each other, I'm gonna say this, in the workplace, um, without it causing enough issues, I guess. Where, like, you can work... I'm trailing off because I'm getting distracted by the show, guys. Oh, my God. Basically, she needed this confidence, and I think it adds a lot to her character while she's young because she had to jump into a leadership role, but not only that, she had to deal with the fact that, like, people didn't want to listen to her, and she's annoying. And so, like... You got, like, what, two bad things for one good thing, and she's going to have to figure out how to balance that. And I think that that, in turn, completes, not completes, adds to her journey to become the Ahsoka that we all love. Okay, that was loud. How did they not hear him fall out of the sky? (laughs) Ah, poor R2. They dropped him. And he's getting... Because he's just so freaking efficient. He's like, I will fix myself and get up. Because I'm fucking R2-D2. And I can do what I want. Oh! So triumphant. This is going to sound very cheesy, and I'm going to admit it on a podcast, and I am going to get made fun of probably, but it's fine. But, like, I look at R2 the way that, like, people look at, like, kitties and puppies. <laughs> I also look at kitties and puppies like that. I'm just like, oh, my God, they're so cute. But, like, when R2 does something adorable or, like, triumphant, like, fixing himself and getting up on his own after being fully taken apart and carried, like, that's adorable. I love him. I've got R2. I'll meet you back at the landing bay. Alright, why are you yelling? <laughs> R3? Uh, yeah. I had to get a replacement droid. Oh, sorry, R2. It was a <laughs> idea. Look, we'll talk about this later. Twilight, this is Skywalker. Rendezvous at the south landing bay immediately for evacuation. Acknowledge, General. All the way. Okay, I don't know why I've never, like, asked about this or thought about it. Well, I've thought about it. But the clones that don't have any, like, markings on them, is it because they haven't earned it? Is it because their name doesn't give them anything to, like, create markings from? Or is it because, like, that guy, the one that responded to Anakin, was a pilot? So, like, because he's not out in infantry, technically, and not, like, a specific part of... Like Rex's crew, Great. he doesn't have anything. Now where's everyone else? 
Do we know if the Twilight, the ship, has anything to do with Twilight Company? Which is a Battlefront company? I haven't read that book yet, so if you guys have, and you want to share your reviews, you totally can. There's a Star Wars page on Instagram that I really love, at Plo Cool, so like Plo Coon with an L. Um, and he just finished it, and he said it's really good. Okay, that definitely sound, sounded like a uh-huh. So, why are we not, like, hesitating? and or Why are we not planning and running? happened before, has it? <laughs> I mean, he has blown up other things that belong to Grievous, but like what? Okay, but like, you're taking his life into your hands, that's why he's obviously worried about it. <laughs> he's like, we're all gonna die, not just you, Anakin. also never talk about how agile Jedi are. Like, I know it's what, it's a part, they can use the force to help um, enhance the ability to like jump or flip or land. I think that's great and cool, but man, they're agile. Like, do we have Jedi yoga? Can we create Jedi yoga? I'm here for it. What a cool class at, like, a con. Like, what, we're all in line for panels or something, or, like, in line to even get into a convention, and we got Jedi yoga? How cool would that be? Trademarking that shit. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh, that's so cute and horrifying at the same time. <laughs> R2 knows what he's doing, though. He aimed for the eye. R2 and R3 just, like, did their little, quote-unquote, duel of the droids. I think it lasts longer than that, but, like, he, like, got him in the eye, whereas R3, like, went for, like, the sides. And R3 got shut down instead of R2. Because R2 saves the day! Always. Mm. 
Were we... Or were you just really pushy, Ahsoka, and everybody wanted to be nice about it? Ooh, nice. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Oh my god, R2! R2, where are you? Punch him! Get him! Oh! <laughs> wow, okay. I didn't know he would actually, like, punch him. Wow, that's falling fast! Oh, I definitely remember, I think I talked about this in episode six. No, maybe not, because we weren't there yet. I don't know. But the, this listening station that is currently falling to its death, um, is a mini Death Star. And I wonder if they, oh, a little classic oil and fire. Go R2. I wonder, um, how relevant that is to the Death Star plans. Because it even had, like, the little, like, circular satellite area. Or if they just did that because they could make it look very Death Star-esque with, like, satellites all over it, basically. <laughs> After I told you not to rescue your droid, you went and rescued your droid. <laughs> R2 found the listening post and he saved our lives. I don't even know how good the sound quality on this is, but if you guys hear like a boom, it's because people outdoors are still blowing up fireworks. <laughs> I know it's only what I'm recording this super early, so I'm recording this what like New Year's Day. <laughs> Alright, let me like pause this. Okay. Um, let's do a quick little character dissection. Who should we dissect? I think I don't know. I think I wanna do Well, our three is dead. So in memoriam of the little sucker. We can do an R3 dissection. Let's pull up some Wikipedia. All right, R3-S6, also known as Goldie or Stubby, and as Agent R3 to the Separatists, was an R3 series astromech droid assigned to Anakin Skywalker during Clone Wars to replace his lost astromech R2-D2, serving as a double agent for the Confederacy of Independent Systems, a.k.a. the Separatists, which I literally always forget that everything in Star Wars has at least two names, if not more than that. But, like, minimum, you get two, two different names, so that you can talk about it politically versus, like, militarily. <laughs> uh, um, Alright, this is basically like a summary of what we literally just watched. But the battle, he lost R2 during the battle of both the Y, both we. So we're moving on from R3 to both the we. 
I don't know how to say that, guys. You can absolutely at me and yell at me for that because I don't know what it says. An engagement that took place near the planet both Y in 22 years before the Battle of Yavin during the Separatist conquest of the Outer Rim during the Clone Wars. So this is one where he lost R2, so episode six. Um, but I love learning about new planets slash star systems, and I think that's what Bothwai is. So let's look that up. Bothwai. Wow, my computer literally just kind of knows what's up, because I can search Star Wars stuff, and it just pops up. It's amazing. Oh no, okay, so Bothwai says it's in need of referencing per Wikipedia's sourcing guidelines. Um, Alright, it's in the mid-rim, in the Bothan sector. Wow, that makes sense, and I, I just am very ashamed that I did not put that together. In the Both system, um, has one son called Both. Um, three different moons, wow. Trade routes, the Bothan Run, the Kaga Run, and Manda Merchant Route, and Rena Trade Route. Um, class Terrestrial, Breathable Atmosphere, Temperate Climate, Plains, Mountains, Forests, and Urban Areas. So that's the primary terrain. And I really enjoy that, we because we see like Coruscant, which is entirely a city. So we don't know if it had mountains before it was a city. We don't really talk a lot about, like, what was there before. We, like, have things that are currently on planets, and then if it gets destroyed, like, what it is after it's destroyed, and then the recovery, but not necessarily, like, how planets were settled in Star Wars, which I think is an interesting concept. Um, because if this place was, like, plains, mountains, and forests, but also has urban areas, like, there's a city on Bothway that has, like, a picture of a, basically, like, a New York <laughs> Um, it's just very, oh, what's that? Oh, that's a cool symbol. Okay, I'm just, so if you guys go to starwars.wikia.com and look up Bothawai, or Bothawi, which is B-O-T-H-A-W-U-I, um, this is the Legends file, but you can, there's a photo in it, and you can click on, like, the a city in Bothawai, and it's, got a cool symbol on the side of a building two of them really but the one that's like up close you can see definitely giving me some death star vibes which i think is cool probably not real like relevant but definitely cool <laughs> um let's read a little bit more about this place because i really like it Bothwi is the fourth planet from the star both in the both system of the mid-red region of the galaxy also within the region known as the Slice. Never heard of that before. Definitely going to have, have to learn more. It was situated at the junction of four major hyperlanes. In, okay, all the little trade routes. Due to the slight wobble in its axial plane, it experienced numerous small ice ages, which expanded and retracted across the planet's higher latitudes in 70-year cycles and affected by the destruction of third planet in its system. Wow, Okay. There's a lot of good information on here, and I really love that. I just love... I bought uh, a, the Star Wars Galactic Maps collection. If you guys have not seen that, the art in it is unreal. Uh, if you didn't already know, if I didn't already say this in a podcast before, I live in Orlando, Florida, so just the hub of a lot of things. 
But I will go to the launch bay at Hollywood Studios. I used to go like at least once or twice a week by myself just to go to the launch bay and see what's up and see what's going on in there. Not a lot changes daily, but I still go. And one day I just finally like bit the bullet and got the Galactic Maps one because it's so pretty. And you never like you learn things about the planets very quickly. And like, yeah, if you Google it, you can learn a little bit more either about what people have made up about it or what other creators have said about them. Um, but we don't get like a lot of in-depth information, which is cool. Like this, like, I'm going to give you guys one last fun fact about this planet. Uh, Krakjias, Krakjias. I don't, again, I can I don't speak Star Wars. I am doing my best, man. Uh, dominated both animal life. Scarclas were native to the world's higher elevations and Ganjukos lived throughout the ice sheets of both Arctic wastelands. Love that. Love animals, too. I also have an animal book. Guys, I'm such a nerd. Oh, my God. All right. I'm not going to hold you guys here any longer. We learned some fun facts about R3. We learned some fun facts about the Both system and this planet, Bothwee. Wait. Oh, my God. Wait. Bothwee. Bothwee? <laughs> I don't know. Um, and we're going to move on from here. I hope you guys had a lot of fun listening. Thank you so much for listening. I'm really enjoying doing these. Again, I'm going to try and get better about like reviewing these as we go through the episode in better format. Um, if you want to see my Star Wars slash Disney adventures, you can follow me on Instagram at Jerrica Training Academy. There are periods in between each of those words. So it's J-E-R-R-I-C-A period training period academy on Instagram. Um, also on Twitter, I don't really use Twitter a whole lot, but it's at cjerrica95. Um, just kind of on there to keep up with the news, you know? I don't really, I don't know how to Twitter, so it's fine. Instagram is my social media platform of choice. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, check out other episodes of Kessel Run Weekly, because um, I'm just kind of one of their special segments. So I hope you've enjoyed it, and I hope you head on over and listen to Danny and Kristen talk some more Star Wars, because they are awesome and super, super sweet people. Um, we will see you guys next time. May the Force be with you.